You're listening to Dairy Voice, a podcast exclusively for the dairy industry. One of our sponsors of the Dairy Voice podcast is National DHIA. NDHIA ensures information accuracy and represents their members' interests. They are the direct voice for the dairy information industry. To find out more, go to dhia.org. In this episode of Dairy Voice, we're going to shift gears a bit and speak with an expert researcher about a unique dairy feed ingredient, canola. Why is that, you might say? Well, as we see the prices for corn and soybean meal continuing to rise, some information we've come across about canola meal caught our attention. Our guest today is Dr. Kenneth Kalsher, a researcher on the staff at the U.S. Dairy Forage Research Center in Madison, Wisconsin. Dr. Kalsher, or if I may, Ken, welcome to Dairy Voice. Thank you, Joel. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you today to talk about uh, canola meal. Well, why don't you begin by just introducing yourself a little bit. Uh, give us uh, a little bit of your background and some of your career highlights. Sure. Without maybe expending the whole time just on background, uh, I'll just say that I, I am from originally from Wisconsin. Grew up on a, a dairy farm here. Probably, you know, I think as people go to college, they're not always quite sure what they're going to do, but I gravitated back to dairy and decided to kind of make a career out of it and um, got really interested in nutrition. So I continued on further studies at the University of Maryland and did both my master's and PhD there in ruminant nutrition. When I had an opportunity to continue to do research, I took a position at South Dakota State University in the Dairy Science Department, where I had a position that was uh, predominantly research and teaching. And so research was really anything related to dairy cattle nutrition. And at that time, when I started in 2000, in 2001, uh, the focus was really on the use of byproducts. And uh, the byproduct of choice at that time was distiller's grains. Uh, it was in the early days of the boom of ethanol plant building. And we did a great deal of research on distiller's grains in the early 2000s. I also had a, a teaching appointment. So uh, the teaching there was really focused on really all things dairy science. And so that included uh, introduction to dairy science as well as dairy cattle nutrition, dairy farm management, as well as an advanced class on ruminology, <laughs> which yeah. it's what you think it sounds like. It's really all things about the rumen. And uh, after 13 and a half years there, um, I had an opportunity to take a position here back in Madison, you know, as, as I think as one gets older, the <laughs> fondness of returning to the homeland often grows. And uh, in my case, uh, there was a desire to get back to Wisconsin. So a position opened up here. I started in 2014. And really the focus, while I still do work on byproducts, um, really a lot of my focus is on how to better utilize fiber in diets as well as uh, other nutrients. But there's a strong fiber and forage focus, understanding how we can better formulate diets to improve productivity, reduce cost, and also improve sustainability of dairy farms. So that's well, a great that, background. And, and very interesting too. And um, your teaching of undergraduate folks is not so much a part of your schedule anymore. 
That's true. However, I will say I, I am an adjunct uh, professor over in, I, get, I was going to say dairy science. They recently changed their name. So it's now uh, the animal and dairy science department at the University of Wisconsin. Sure. And so I actually do get asked to do some guest lecturing and I do get involved usually uh, several weeks a year. Well, you can enjoy your work with students without having to, uh, to grade their tests and, and deal with final exams. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, you did kind of, as part of your byproduct work at South Dakota, um, I understand uh, that's where you first perhaps uh, bumped into canola. Give us, give us your kind of your 30,000 foot view, the overview of, of the work that you've been doing with, with canola meal. So yes, uh, my first experience with canola meal was at South Dakota State University. Uh, we did a number of studies there that at that time was really focused on uh, feeding canola meal with a variety of different scenarios and mostly at peak milk production. So um, a lot of the studies that have been conducted really, you, you, you feed it to cows at a high level of productivity and you're trying to see, uh, find scenarios where it works best or, or doesn't work. Quite frankly, I mean, we're in all of our uh, research studies, we're trying to determine aspects where our test ingredient works better than the control or just as important where it doesn't work as well as the control because we're really trying to determine the limits of how we can include different feed ingredients or additives to diets to, to improve productivity and as well as, well as uh, economic viability. Well, let's talk about where it does work well. What have you found uh, in terms of uh, age of the animals or stage of lactation or production levels uh, uh, or perhaps how it works into a total a TMR? Uh, what other ingredients uh, work well with it? Sure. Uh, our major focus really has been in the inclusion of canola meal in lactating dairy cow diets. So I'm going to focus a little bit on that, but if you have some additional questions, just let me know. If you look back into the literature, there's actually been a few meta-analysis studies that have been done that have uh, compiled all of the research that's been done on the topic. So the term meta-analysis simply means that we're pulling together previous research and then taking all of those individual studies into one larger study where we can statistically analyze and determine under a lot of different scenarios kind of what the overall effect is. And there were two pretty good studies done in the early 2010s. I think one was 2011 and one was 2013 that was done um, compiling all of these studies. And in both cases, they found that there were advantages of feeding canola meal over other protein sources. There's both, you know, in the Midwest, our primary protein source is typically soybean meal. So there's a lot of interest in comparing it to soybean meal. But in other parts of the world, there's other protein sources that people will focus on. So both of these studies uh, pulled together basically research from all over. And in both, in both cases, they generally find that cows 
fed canola meal consume a little more feed. So in the, in the case of the uh, Martineau and other publication that was published in Journal Dairy Science, um, there was a slight inclusion, a slight increase in dry matter intake of about a quarter of a kilogram or about a half a pound. And that resulted in about a 1.3 pound increase in, in milk production. And that's pretty typical. When we look at intake, uh, generally one pound of intake often equals about two pounds of milk. So if you get an increase in intake, hopefully, this isn't always the case, but hopefully you see about a two pound increase in milk production. So, and, and Martineau pulled together all this data. They had a, a pretty consistent findings when, when looking at all of the different types of protein, not specifically canola meal versus soybean meal, but canola meal versus everything else. And there were more advantages when comparing canola meal to other types rather than soybean meal. Soybean meal is often a little more consistent, less variability. In a lot of these byproducts, there's a lot of variability that happens. So that also plays a role in doing these research studies. If you have a nutrient variability that's quite high, that poses challenges on, on the testing side and on commercial farms as well. Think about large farms that are bringing in a lot of byproducts and they're going through a lot of byproducts. And if the nutrient variability is high, then that might not match what the, what the ration formulation was. And so that can cause some challenges between what the results might be. So that happens both on research as well as on commercial farms. So the one thing that I'd uh, make a comment on is most of the studies that had been done up to this point were on mid-lactation dairy cows at peak or post-peak uh, milk production. And peak milk production is usually, you know, around six to eight weeks after calving. The aspect of, uh, one aspect of, of canola that, uh, it seems evident uh, from what I've been reading is that the uh, the undegraded protein content seems to be a factor in helping the the animal produce more. One one part of formulating diet is to meet the metabolizable protein requirement of the animal. We've been focusing on that since the last NRC has come out, and there there will be a new NRC coming out in the next year, or in this year, 2021, which will have a stronger focus on specific amino acid requirements. And so we're getting more detailed as we gain more information about the understanding of amino acid requirements of the high producing dairy cow. The studies that have been conducted up to this point, I mean, our focus is on supplying enough amino acid to the small intestine of the dairy cow so that she can meet the requirement of high milk production. So that is really taking into account both the rumen degradable protein fraction, which degrades in the rumen and is used by microbes to produce microbial produ uh, protein production, as well as the undegradable protein fraction from the feed that will pass through the rumen undegraded into the small intestine and supply additional amino acids for the cow to absorb at the small intestine. 
So the combination of the microbial protein that's produced in the rumen, as well as the feed protein that is not degraded in the rumen, is going to supply the requirement needed for the cow to produce high levels of milk production. Can you guess which protein source has an amino acid profile most like rumen microbial protein? If you guessed canola meal, you are correct. It is an almost perfect protein source to meet the needs of lactating cows. And cows love the stuff. Remember to keep canola meal in mind for the Dairy Business upcoming protein survey. Another aspect of the research that I've seen in some of your work and some of the other summaries is that uh, canola, feeding canola meal has an impact on the amount of, of dairy waste uh, manure that the, the animal produces. Can you talk about that? Yeah, there, there has been a little bit of work on looking on both emissions as well as waste in the, the fecals, fecal material or the feces. It appears that the utilization of the protein in canola meal is typically slightly better than what we often see in soybean meal. Where we often pick this up is in something called uh, milk urea nitrogen, or MUN. Mm-hmm. And, and MUN is a measure, an indicator of protein utilization in the, in the dairy cow. If we, we use it to monitor how cows are, are utilizing the protein. And typically, and this is a very consistent finding, we typically see the MUN levels being slightly lower in canola meal compared to soybean meal and other protein sources at the same level of protein formulated in the diet. So that's an indicator to us that the animal is finding a, a slightly higher efficiency of that protein utilization in canola meal compared to other protein sources. Potentially, perhaps, a, a bit of an environmental improvement there. there. There is some evidence to suggest that in both gas emissions and in output in the feces that uh, there is slightly lower levels of protein being released to the environment and that cows are more efficient on utilizing canola meal compared to other protein sources. We've, uh, we've been told that canola meal has had some increasing popularity, if you will, and is commercially available in, in the top 10 dairy states. How do you see the use of canola meal around the, in different regions? So I think in the last three, four, five years, there's been a growing interest in canola meal throughout the United States. Now, in some places in the U.S., canola meal has been around for a long time. Uh, For example, as you know, California has used canola meal as probably their primary imported protein source for many, many, many years, where that really is not the case in the Midwest. And so I, I can tell you from growing up here in the Midwest, when I was young, we never even heard of canola meal. I mean, it wasn't something that was grown here, so we didn't have it available because soybeans were prevalent. So soybean meal was by far the most common ingredient utilized in our diets. Occasionally, we saw some other protein sources, 
Um, you know, when distillers, when the ethanol plants were built and distillers grains became popular, we saw more distillers and diets. But again, that was a Midwest grown commodity, a Midwest produced commodity. So canola meal has been really more recent in the inclusion in dairy cow diets. I mean, some producers have used it for many years, but for others, because it was a new ingredient in our region, um, they have not used it. And so procuring it through regular supply and through their feed mills needed to develop over the last three, four years. And I, I think there has been a lot of inroads where I think almost now everybody's heard of canola meal and that it is more readily available. You've mentioned the Midwest and, and out here in the West in California. What about the Northeast? So I think the Northeast did have a source of canola meal coming from the eastern part of Canada for quite a few years. I think like New, New York dairy farmers and in the, in the New England states, I think canola meal has been available. However, I think with more recent research in the last five to 10 years, um, we're, we're starting to show that it's an excellent feed ingredient for, for cattle. As long as it's priced competitively, uh, there is a great desire to include it in diets. And then I, I would include uh, producers down south, like in Florida, uh, they've known about canola meal for quite a few years as well. And it's really about sourcing it and whether it can competitively compete with other feed ingredients. As we uh, approach the end of our time slot here, do you have any uh, kind of parting thoughts that you might share with us? Well, the one thing that I haven't really talked about too much is uh, in early lactation, one of the first studies I did when I moved over here to the U.S. Dairy Forge Research Center was to investigate the impact of canola meal in early lactation. Most of the studies that had been done previously were all in mid to late lactation. So it was really a unique study that was conducted. And we did this with 80 cows. So we had about 20 cows per treatment. We had two levels of protein, uh, one about 16% and one about 18%, and one diet formulated with just soybean meal and the other one with canola meal. And so without going into too much great detail, what was fascinating about this study was that we put cows on right at calving and followed them through for 16 weeks, so about four months. And what we found was that both intake was improved about... 0.8 kilograms, so we're roughly about 1, 1.8 pounds or so, and that equated to an increase of about 4.5 kilograms of milk, which is actually about 9.5 to 9.8 pounds of milk, more. So cows fed canola meal produced quite a bit more milk than cows fed soybean meal only, and so what what we take away from that is not that one feed is the magic bullet, but that we need to understand what the needs of early lactation cows are. In the case of soybean meal versus canola meal, there are amino acid differences between the two. And for example, there is quite a bit more methionine in canola meal. And so during the time of early lactation, when the cows just just calved and is now under great demand to produce milk for that calf, there are needs 
amino acid needs and potentially other nutrient needs for that cow to meet those requirements. And it appears as though uh, canola meal is a great feedstuff for those cows in early lactation. Well, we appreciate you sharing this uh, latest research with us, and we'll, we'll watch for more work coming from, from you and your colleagues. Uh, thank you. I enjoyed this uh, talk with you, and I'll be happy to share more research in the future. Our guest today on the topic of canola meal as an intriguing source of protein and dairy feed has been Dr. Kenneth Kalsher on the staff of the U.S. Dairy Forage Research Center in Madison, Wisconsin. This is Joel Hastings, your host. You can find us at all the podcast sites and at dairybusiness.com. Thanks for listening to our Dairy Voice podcast.